truly welcome back. Uh, welcome back to Only the Important Stuff. I am your host, Jeff Heinrich. Um, excited to continue the conversation I had with Ross Hawley. Uh, today is uh, episode number eight, still guest number six. Um, excited for you all to hear the next part of this. Uh, again, thank you for tuning in. I hope you all are having as much fun uh, listening to this as I am having doing this. Uh, your support and or downloads or listens, whatever you want to call it, means the world. So again, thank you so much. And without further ado, we'll jump right into part two. Look at me rhyming. Welcome back. All right, here we are. Uh, P breaks uh, have been executed uh, to perfection. <laughs> much needed. Much needed. Much needed. No, I mean, like, and I had a, a hundred things I wanted to talk to you about tonight. Um, but, like, I'm going to get back to, like, one of the reasons why I wanted to start this. Okay. Is to hang out with my friends. Because my friends are fucking awesome. Yeah. And you're one of them, clearly. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I'm embarrassed by the fact I did not know you had three children, Ross. Well, hey, just know this. I'm married now, again. Uh, when hey, did that happen? So, so, <laughs> so, I got married on May 20th of this year. Okay. To the, hey, and my wife is sitting right here in the corner. Hello, uh, wife. Her name is May. She's the most beautiful woman. She's Hi, the May. sweetest woman. It's her birthday today, too, October 5th. Oh, happy birthday, May. What's up? Uh, Shout out, May. But, yeah, but but May say hi. Hi. I think I've sent I I think I I thought I sent you a picture, but here's the deal. I've been I've been just minding my own business um ever since things, you know, with with Ryder's mother uh didn't mm -hmm. didn't go great. And and honestly, Ryder and I Ryder's mother and I we were never going to be married. But uh right. raising a son, raising a son by myself and then living in the neighborhood that I live in, you know, it was just Ryder and I and one day we're out playing baseball and I see this dime walking by and, nice. and I'm like, who's this? And, and she's got a kid. I'm like, ah, no big deal. And, uh, she came up and said, Hey, do you mind if, if, uh, if my son plays with you guys and we started playing and I'm telling you, man, ever since then, that was, that was February of 2019. And mm -hmm. I'm telling you, like, I just remember thinking, man, I, I, this girl is different. And, Hey, I'm more in love than I've ever been in my in my life, and I'm not. That's I don't care how how cliche that sounds. It's uh, awesome. It took all of the stuff that we I've I've been through, and we've been together for man. Let's see. Uh, we've been married for you know months, however many months that is. I don't, my math isn't great right now, but uh, we've been together for a, a few years now, and and it's just been. It's been amazing, you know, and and I'm thankful. So so Kaiser is her son, who's who's a third grader. Her, okay. uh, her, her son and Ryder were best friends. They're best friends. That's they awesome. were best friends before we got together. And then she was like, "Ross, please take me in. Like, please let me be <laughs> part." And I was like, <laughs> you know, "But hey." <laughs> We, it just like we started hanging out all the time and it didn't stop and what's crazy about it is and i know everybody probably says this but oh i i wasn't planning it and, and dude i was done no there's no way for sure i'm good right. I'll, I'll just raise rider and i'll be good and, and then she came along and just gave gives me more than i deserve so yeah so so may is my wife Kaiser's my stepson, who's a third grader. And then Sierra's my stepdaughter, daughter, who's, uh, she's four. She's in preschool and she's a little sassy pants. So three kids living in the same house, riders with his mom, uh, a couple, few nights a week. Um, but they're with me full time, May and the kid, the, the, the Kaiser and Sierra. And it's, it's fantastic, man. Dude, that's awesome. That's yeah. fucking awesome. I'm so happy and, for you, dude. I yeah, dude, it's, it's, uh, it's. You know what, Jeff? It, it 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 you get to a point in life, and I know that you 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 do this. You, you're this dude where you just don't really know if people care, and you don't care to give your business because 
you know that it's just like everybody else has their stuff. Sure. You know? For sure. And, and I know this about you, and I know this about Andy, and I know this about, obviously, Ryan. But there's there's a few people in my life that, that when it comes down to brass tacks, hey, I'm stuck in Australia, and I'm about mm-hmm. to get thrown in jail. I need your help. There's a few people that I would call. You're on that list. No matter what Talking happens, no matter G5. how much time passes, you're, you're like, it's going to be... It's going to be the same once we dial it back in and right. everything that's important and everything that should come out will come out. And it's just, you know, I, I, I've, that's, I firmly believe in that. Oh, gosh, I was like, I'm sitting here thinking, golly, dude, I'm a shitty friend. I didn't realize he had two more children. <laughs> yeah, no, not, not, uh, <laughs> Hey, don't get any ideas. No, I, uh, uh, just, you know, not, not of my own doing, but, uh, gotcha. my own God. Yeah. Dude, when you said that earlier, I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> I'm a bad friend, clearly. So <laughs> it's nice to hear that, that that's, the, uh, that's the, um, the, the version of the story. But, no, oh, dude, I'm fucking happy for you because, like, I was going to ask you, like, what life's like as a single dad. Yeah. Right? Like, I, yeah. I can't imagine, you know, I have been very lucky in that, you know, my relationship is working out. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I used to tell, you know, my the privates that were in the military, like that, you know, they'd go through breakups, right, and the world was ending and all this stuff. I'm like, yeah. look, man, you're only in one. You're only going to be in one relationship that works. Yes. In your life. Yeah. Right. So you you got to kind of look at things as like trial and error. And so I've been I've been lucky. You know, I got married late. You know, I think I was one of the last ones. Like your brother was up there with me. Yeah. Um, you know, to get married later on in life, you know, and I think some of that was just stupidity and doing our own dumb thing. But part of it was figuring out who we wanted to be with. So I've been I lucky. Think, I think a big part. I think big part of that is maturity. Honestly, I mean that. And and or maturity or not being pushed around into what I said earlier about kind of the the analogies is like making decisions for yourself and coming up with your own opinions. You know, I think the reason why I'm so happy now, I made the decision for myself. I, I truly made it for myself, not on anybody else's terms. And I'm not saying that like, um, relationships are tough, but I, Mm -hmm. this is not a tough relationship. And, and, and I guess I had to go through a ton of experience Absolutely, and, and and just crap to finally get what where you to feel where you belong because the family aspect of this and the 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 structure and it's just I'm I feel so blessed that it's um, it's hard to even really put into words um, when when you have you said being the single dad how was it I it was fine I you know it was just. There are people in life, you and I had a conversation a long time ago, and and I remember this, and it was around the time that you were in the military, and, but I remember this, these words, and you probably don't, but I do, victim and Mm non-victim, and we were talking about how do you live your life? Are you a victim or are you a non-victim? And you're clearly a non-victim. You don't blame other people for your stuff, and, and... I'd like to think that I'm a non-victim, and yeah. and so so when you're in those tough situations, you're you're almost like, well, you are what you created. Deal with For it. Sure. And now I I feel like I'm where I I feel like I'm where I'm I'm at because of what I created and the, the and the the, yeah. the character that I actually do have and the character that she has and uh, yeah. yeah, it's a cool deal, man. Yeah, I'm I, excited. I bet, right? Like, yep. I bet. I mean, because yeah, like I said, I was, you know, I've just been blessed and or lucky that I picked the right one, you know, when I picked one <laughs> and, or, and I should say humbled that she chose me cause she is significantly better than I am as a human oh. being. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm lucky in that respect, but I, I just remember, you know, having kids and like how tough it was and I had a partner to help. So I can't imagine like the stress that you were dealing with, I, and uh, I know the situations, and I'm not like gonna like, I'm not like airing that out yep. for everybody. But I, I can't imagine how hard that was for you to be a father, and all and have to deal with all of that. 
And like, yep. what did you do to like try to get through that? I mean, other than but like it, one foot in front of the other. <laughs> it, it, it was, and you know what? And it still is a challenge at times. Uh, but but here's what it is. It's it's that mentality of there's nothing. Is there is there is there my my boss? Uh, one of the best dudes I know. He used mm-hmm. to tell me this all the time. He'd say, um, "Ross, if you ever have kids, and this is before I had kids, he goes." You're gonna love your wife. You'll love the, the 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 woman you're with, and I and I and I believe that you'll have that. But he goes, if you have kids, it's a different kind of love. And he goes, I'm gonna run in front of a bus to stop the bus hitting from my kid bus hitting my kids. He goes for my wife, and he's kind of trying to trying to tell a joke. But the point being is. There's nothing that you won't do for your kids. And if you don't right. have that victim mentality, you don't, it doesn't even cross my mind to feel sorry for myself. Because right. I'm like, you created it. This is what you did. For sure. And it's like, right. so what? You had a child in a situation with the with a person that maybe was the wrong person for you. But that it's not the child's fault. Like right. you still have to be the dad that you were meant to be. So, so it's yeah. not about it's, it's, it's that, it's that, it, and I, I go back to that conversation, but it's, it's that idea of how are you going to deal with it? <laughs> like mm-hmm. leadership. Uh, my dad and I were sitting at a Bible study one time when I was going through this, this, this fire in life and we're sitting at this Bible study and this, this guy given the uh, preaching was, he, he said, leadership is defined as leadership is making the next right decision. Leaders make the next right decision. You know how many bad decisions people make in life? But like, what's the next decision you're gonna make? Are you gonna make the, sure. the, a, a decision that's gonna make that worse? Or are you gonna make a decision yeah. that starts going in the right? And that's just kind of the mentality that I took with it, man. Was it fun? Uh, I'll say selfishly, it sucked. Because sure. I knew it wasn't going anywhere and I had this wonderful blessing um, yeah. and I'm so thankful for Ryder. Like he's the most amazing thing that ever happened to me. Uh, but, yeah. but you, you deal with it, you deal with it and we don't have time. Nobody has time. Like nobody has time to, I don't have time to cry and whine. Uh, I, mm-hmm. I, I, I gotta go on, you know, and that's just the way I feel. Right. I know that's how you are. And that's why I know, you know, some of the other guys that we were, we were with, that's how they are. And that's why we all got along so well. It's like, you're just going to sit there and be a victim and cry the whole time. I mean, it's okay to let it sure. out and communicate, yeah. but, but at some point you got to just say time to move on. Yeah. I mean, it, right. I, I agree with that. Um, you know, you're the master of your own domain, right? Yeah, so are. I think that, I think it's healthy to, to reflect on like decisions. There's nothing wrong with that. Right. And say like, how did I get here? And like you said, that's part of leadership, right? And I think doing that helps you make the next right decision, right? And, you know, I don't get all in my feels all the time, um, you know, sitting there whining and crying about things that I've done. Um, but I do look back at them and say, God, what could I have done differently? Yeah. What, what should I change? How do I, how do I do this, you know, moving forward? What's the next step I want to take? Whatever that may be, right? And that it's a little bit of reflection but for me i always i've always tried to do that to help me make better decisions right um and i try to forgive myself for like all the stupid decisions i made in my life that's hard to do man that was that was my biggest man i'd be like you are a total idiot and then and then and then you realize you're not you're not i mean it's okay to make bad decisions but just move on. And we all do. It's like, why are we so hard on each other? And then you know what? That you learn through stuff like that that stuff that the, the bad stuff you go through. And I mean this in the most loving way possible because we're all important, but you learn how unimportant you really are when you go through the crap. Because right. you think you're so it's like, are what are you really worried about? Are you worried about the situation or are you worried about what everybody else thinks and what they're going to say? And, and I know for me, one thing that I've been really good at is not giving a freaking flip what anybody thinks. And mm-hmm. when I do get myself into trouble, it's when I start worrying about the opinions of people that I wouldn't take advice from. And, right. and, and 
keep your what is it the saying keep your circle small uh but it's it's just life is so good man we are so blessed we're healthy i'm so thankful to be talking to you like we have families you know we we have these experiences there's nothing to be sour or bitter about you know yeah oh i mean i and i i was that way right like i used to i used to think like i was like i was the most important person on the planet I shouldn't say that. That's that's in it. Yeah, I get where you're coming um, from, though. But like, I was so consumed with you know taking the next step and overcoming the you know taking the next step on the ladder and climbing it and becoming more successful and more successful and more successful. And then when I got sick, and, and I don't know if I told you like all of that. I feel like I didn't tell you and Ryan. You, you gave me that. you gave me enough, and I and I didn't want to poke. Uh, yeah, I know. I mean, you had to go. Didn't you go to Rochester? Yeah, I mean, essentially, you know, went from 225 down to 180, you know, oh, in about six God. months. And uh, after about a year of poking and prodding, you know, walk into Mayo and doctor comes in all Darth Vader-like and is like, you got leukemia. We'll start you on chemo tomorrow, right? And, you know, I mean, that was just a total world shift, right? I got a three-month-old daughter sitting mm-hmm. on the bed with me, you know, all – instantly your thoughts go to she's going to grow up without a dad you know my son's going to grow up without a dad i'm leaving my wife you know like all Mm -hmm. this shit right and Mm -hmm. so it was just a total change mentally for me and it all happened like right after my dad passed you know not dealing with that and you know to to realizing man there's so much more to life than climbing the ladder and being successful and like having more than others and blah 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 you know and it was just like god i gotta get out of this Dude, fucking cycle this right now. I'm gonna tell you this right now. I feel like a dick because, dude, to hear that for you to just just know this, man. I feel horrible to know that you. Number one, you can count on me for anything. You can, and this is not the Moscato talking, okay? Uh, <laughs> the bush light. But I'm telling you, I feel like a dick that I wasn't there. I feel like a dick that I wasn't there for your dad. I I I feel like I, I I I in my head that I just I didn't know what to do. I knew what was going on. I knew I didn't know about how bad the health was. And you're like, what do you do? And at the end of the day, you act, you help, you be there. And I blew that man. And well. And, that's also on me. I didn't tell anybody. I know you didn't, right? but but it's just like you you as a as a as a guy as a friend, someone that you know would. You're one of the most loyal dudes I know. Uh, as someone that gave me so much and still gives me so much, you just man, you just like don't go through that stuff alone. What could I have done better to help? Because that sucks to even think. This uh, just the thought of you losing your dad. It's like a thought that I can't even think about at this point. It just tears me up. Uh, yeah. Well, I, but not. I mean, again, that's on. That was on me, right? I, I let some people know, and then I kind of got to work. If that makes any sense, right? Like, all right, how do I get better mentally? How do I get better physically? You know, wow. and. Um, and then I, you know, kind of started to talk about it when it felt like it was in my rearview mirror. And you know, looking back on it, it's the same dumb shit my fucking dad did. Um, which like bugs, what? Be me specific. Didn't tell anybody that he had fucking lung cancer, including me. Wow. You know he he told us he that. had he told us he had bladder cancer, right? And not a big deal. I won't live till I'm a hundred. I'll you know I'll die when I'm ninety instead. And so, like, nobody took it seriously. He didn't tell any of his friends. And then, you know, he's in hospice, and all these people are showing up going, oh, my God, Rod, we didn't know. Wow. You know, and... And, and that's almost to the point where I hear it, dude. That's, like, unselfish. He was yeah, he didn't want you guys. He didn't, he didn't go to... He didn't get treatment in Fairmont because he didn't want people in Fairmont to know he was sick. Oh he would go somewhere else. And that ended up honestly probably like hurting him more in the long run 
towards the end of his life, like when he was really struggling, he'd go to the hospital and they just thought he was dehydrated. And then he showed up back in Sioux Falls and his doctor was like, Rod, I'm so sorry. Like at this point, there's nothing I can do. You know, and he's like, all right, well, I fought a good fight. You know, and I had a fucking panic attack when I heard he was going to the hospice. Like, I don't even know what, I don't even know how to respond to that or what to even say to that. I mean, are, are it, like, you know, frustrating. You... I didn't learn, you know, thankful I came out of it, you know, but frustrating that I didn't learn from his mistakes and not, you know, and that's something that I learned from that moving forward is that, you know, I ever hear anybody who's in a, in a, a tough spot, uh, especially with their health, like they need other people to be champions for them because they don't want to feel like a burden. And Lord knows that's how I felt. And wow. like, I didn't want to burden anybody with what I was going through. I would text one friend, uh, Dwyer, you know him. Yep. I would text Dwyer Great, and dude. make sure that he knew, like he would tell everybody else what was going on, you know, as opposed to, you know, being a fucking sympathy seeking. And that's how, how I looked at it. Like I didn't want to be some sympathy seeking bitch. Wow. Right. Like, <laughs> Sorry if your kids are in the room. No, um, no, they're not. They're gone. You know, but I, I didn't want to come across like that. Like, oh, feel bad for me, you know, because we all, I always looked at it like we all, we all got our own, you know, weight we're carrying around, whatever that may wow. be. I don't need to burden anybody yeah. else. But, you know, I know for a fact, right, like, you don't get through shit without other people. It's so hard to on your own that if you don't reach out, you're just asking for trouble, right? How, and how how is your wife through all that? Fucking brilliant. Get you like tell right. me why. You know that that doctor walks in, tells you you got leukemia. You know, and you're just sitting there like for me, and you you know you've listened to this. Like my instant thought was, well, I'm dead. Start the clock. Right, like that's that's where my head went, um, and I mean every day, or any time it was brought up, she would just encourage me, like, don't think like that, think positively, you know, you're gonna get through this. You're tough. You're the toughest person I know. You know, so you know, just a fucking boss, right? And yeah. pumping me up, and I needed that, right? And I needed the encouragement to know that. You know, you can control your destiny. If you give up, you've lost, right? And if you don't, you can pull through things. Now, and like, look, like, old, at the end of the day, the doctors still don't know what the fuck was wrong with me. Yeah, <laughs> like what? If if I'm being honest, like, no one really knows what happened. Um, and that's one of those, you know, master your own domain, right? Are you a victim or not? I, I fully believe that the shit I went through was because I was so in my head and like stressed out and not dealing with outside shit. Um, I was just, you know, I was wearing it all. I was medicating on my own. Yeah. Um, every night. I don't do this every night, Ross. Right. Like, <laughs> like I said, I know I got eight in the can in here ready to fire, but you know, Honestly, like I really don't drink during the week anymore, whereas I used to probably put down eight to ten a night. Wow. You know, and I was just medicating, you know, self-medicating, right? Like in the most destructive way possible to deal with my issues as opposed what, to. What, what, what is the biggest, what would you, what is the, what got you through it? Uh, honestly, my wife. Wow. Right. Just, just the, the, the support that she gave you. Yeah. And just being like supportive and, you know, it's, it's my wife and my kids, right? Like obviously my kids didn't do anything, <laughs> you know, they were three months and 19 months old or 21 months old. So they couldn't like give there me encouragement, live, though, man. but yeah, exactly. Right? By existing that, you know, it was like, you know, you, you can't roll over you have to figure out a way 
you know, and initially it was like, uh, get to an age where they'll remember you. Holy shit. Right. Like some small milestones was what I was kind of like setting in, in front of me. And then it was get to five years, you know, because like, that's always like the trigger point for, you know, uh, remissions and things like that. And then, and now it's, now it's honestly, it's don't fucking think about it. Whereas I used to be like hyper aware of everything that was wrong with me. Like, Oh my God, do I have, how are you right now, Jeff? I mean, in my opinion, I'm fine. How are you? Right. I'm good. I, like, honestly, like, what do I need I'm to do about brother. you as, as your friend? Nothing like honest to God, brother. Like I don't, I, I, at this point in my life, I fully expect like, I'm going to live till I'm fucking 85, 90, oh, hundred years old, somewhere in that. Right. And it's going to be a curse. It's going to be a curse Cheers to me. That. Right. I'm going to be a hundred years old and all my friends are going to be gone. And you know, my kids are going to have to fucking take care of me. Right. Like Not me, I'll be there with you, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Looking Jack, bro. Um, you know, so like that's where my head is now. And you know, like I have a doctor's appointment once a year, they still test my blood once a year and all that shit. But that's you know, every time, wracking. Is it nerve? It isn't. It isn't. It was. And I told my doctor, I was like, look, bro. I was like, look, doc. And he's my age, which is a wild thing. And I owe that. I owe that motherfucker my life. Wow. Because the people in Mayo and I know everybody like loves to pimp on Mayo and they are brilliant doctors. They looked at the symptoms instead of looking at me and said, this is what you got. And I walked into the U because I wasn't going to go through chemo down in Rochester. I was like, my family's up here. I'm going back. And they like wanted, they sent they wanted to send me back in an ambulance. I was like, I can drive. Fuck that. Right. Like I'm not going in an ambulance. And I walked in and he goes, he just looked at the room and my, my mom's there, my kids, my wife, and I'm there. And he just goes, who's the one with leukemia? And I, I was like, me and he goes you don't have leukemia wow he's like come back on monday he's like let's we'll just keep drawing your blood we'll just keep trying to figure out what's going on he's like you you look healthy by all wow. for mo you know and because that you know mayo said i had aml which is you know acute myeloid leukemia which is like the most aggressive form you can have and he's like that that's not right there's no way that makes sense and you know he looked at me as a person as opposed to just looking at these charts, charts. and said let's yeah. just let's monitor this shit let's see what's going on let's see if we can get you back right and so anyways you know we meet once a year and i tell him i'm like look like i honestly i don't want to talk to you anymore he's like it's just a good idea jeff i'm like fine like, listen, All right, aside from our Aside from the fantasy team that we both play on, uh, <laughs> right. both, the, the tournament pool team that we both play in, I don't right. want to know. I don't want to talk to you anymore. <laughs> yeah, like I don't want to talk about this anymore. He's like, look, it's just, it's good medical practice. There's nothing wrong with like. He's like, if you can ignore it for a year, you can ignore it for a day. I'm like, all right, man. So, so I do that for a day, right? Like, but other than that, like, I fully expect like every time. Whereas. In the past, whenever I would go in, I'm like, what are they going to fucking find now? Now I'm like, I'm expecting him to be like, well, everything looks the same. Fine with me. What, what advice, what advice would you have for, for anybody that is remotely in your situation? A, 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 someone like you, what would you say, what advice would you give them to get to, 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 to handle a situation like that? What, what do you wish you would have done better? Woo. Like what led up to it? What, what, what would you, what regrets do you have about going through that? Like what if, if, if it, gosh, I don't even want to say it, but if it was, if it was me, what would you yeah. tell me? Well, I mean, going back, like if your dad passed, right. I'd, I'd tell you like, get help. Right. First and foremost, just get help. Talk to somebody. You you want to talk to me? Let's talk. Right. Because I know your dad. You knew mine. Um, 
I'm just going to spitball here. He's a fucking titan to you. God. Right? He's going to love what you said about him when he listens he's, to it. He's fucking invincible. And that's what, that's what my dad was, right? Like, nothing could hurt that dude. Um, didn't smoke, you know, kept in, stayed in shape, you know, all world everything. Nothing could touch that guy. That did, right? And, you know, that, 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 whether you want to admit it or not, it will impact you. And it impacted me. Even though I started to process it, I think as soon as I could, I, you know, but clearly I didn't because it, I'm doing this podcast and I talk about my dad a lot. <laughs> right. Um, you know, and so however the help you need to process it is find it. And I'm not an expert by any means, Ross. Right. So, you know, whatever it need, whatever it is, like you and your brother, right. Like talking about it all the time, whatever it is. Right. But don't ignore it. Just don't fucking don't ignore, ignore it. it. I ignored it. I ignored the shit out of it. And I think, man, right. I think a lot of prideful men would do that. I probably would 100%. do it percent. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Family. Don't worry about me. And that's how we all are as men, right? How are you doing with X? I'm good. Okay. Yep. And we just yep. leave it alone. And that's fucking stupid. See, if I can tell where, any... that's where we need to be intentional. As, right. As friends, you need to be intentional with the questions you ask. I mean, I think about that in coaching or just like parenting. It's like... How was school yeah. today, Jeff? Good. Like, what was good about it? What is bad about it? What is happening? Yeah. What is hurting? Like, instead of just accepting yep. that, we do. That's what we do. And I'm like, I can absolutely see you doing that. I'm good. Don't worry about me. I'm 100%. good. I'm good. Yeah, don't worry about me, dude. I'm fine. Dang. Right? And that was that was how I was. Um, you know, and that's part of this, right? Like, I had my buddy, you know, my best friend on. His dad just passed away. Who's that, Jeff? First, Charlie. Oh, man. I'm um, sorry to hear that. And I asked him, like, you know, I asked him how he's doing. And I let it hang. And he he struggled through it. But then you could just hear, like, a fucking top open up. You know, and he just, he was just unloading on it, right? And I love that guy, you know. Uh, he knows anybody needs a bullet. He knows who to call. You know, he needs anything. He knows who to call, right? And I'd like to, th I'd like to think that helped him in some form or fa fashion. Like I've had people text me that said, like that sounded like his like therapy session in a, in a sense, right? Wow. And but when you for some stupid reason, even though like you're one of those guys that I could tell anything to. Um, so was Charlie, Nick, you know, like those are the guys that I'll talk to about anything for some stupid reason about that stuff. We just tend to like, but dude, gloss over it. I know. And it just sounds like I'm, I'm literally listening to you and I'm like, you fucking idiot. Why would you not call? But then I'm, I'm, then I'm like, I flip it on myself and I'm like, do you know how many times I could have just picked up the phone and made things a lot easier for sure. And just said, talk to somebody about it. Get like just hey, get right. an objective opinion. You know what? This this is something that keeps coming through my mind is uh, is you you the 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 idea of who do you take advice from? You know, people that you would ask opinions of, right? That 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 concept. Yeah, I would ask your advice for anything because I want I want to know what your opinion is. Mm -hmm. You only do that to a certain amount of people, and it's it's like if right. if you believe that, why why do you not? Why do we not do that? You know, why do you not uh, yeah. get uh, what is wrong with talking about it? And, and, and what is so what is so hard about talking about the yeah. hard thing? Like, 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 is it embarrassing? I don't know if it's embarrassing. You know what it is? It's burdening. You use that word earlier and you're like, it, it, you just don't want to be a burden to somebody. And that's what you For feel sure. like. And that's, sure. that's, that's sad to think because it's like, what are you going to die a burden? You're just going to die because you feel like you're going to burden somebody? Right. That's right. horrible. Yeah, so... And that's part of what this is, dude, right? Is Man. talking to my friends and talking about shit that we sometimes don't just... We just don't talk about, right? What, like what, about what, so, so you started this podcast. I want to know this. 
yeah. you were like, hey, number one, I already told you, you, the, this is the best. You have the best voice for. <laughs> you need to be on Sirius XM, but uh, why you did this because you wanted to talk to your friends and you wanted to tell me. I want to hear about it. So I, you know, there's there's three reasons. <laughs> One, in the in my current opinion, highly unlikelihood that I die before my kids wow. get a chance to get to know me. Yeah. This, you know, I want I want to be like. I want them to be able to turn this on and hear my voice and hear me talking to my friends and telling stories about growing up and doing stupid shit and the struggles of parenting and the struggles of raising them and like, but also the joys of raising them and like hearing them, you know, have successes and whatnot. Right. And so that they can hear that. Cause like, I, I can't do that currently. Right. I can't call my dad and ask him like, what was it like when I was like five and a little, Fucking ankle do you, do you runner, feel like you did? Right? Do you feel like you got? Do you feel like you got a lot of that from Rod, though? No. Wow, really? Mm-mm. Because, dude, I, I, I'm like, he was so. I could tell how proud he was of you. I could tell how proud he was of Justin. Yeah. Well, no. Like, like I, I, I want to say, like, look, like he, I, he told me I, he was proud of me. Don't that? I yeah. guess that I yeah. didn't understand your question. I did. I didn't get a lot of the. Oh man. When I was 18, I was struggling wow. with this, or I was wow. going through that. You know, like I, I don't. Wow. I don't know who he was, except from other people, right? Which is awesome to hear. Like other people tell stories of him, but I wanted to give my kids an outlet in the event something stupid happens, like I get in a fucking car crash or. Beautiful. You know, COVID twenty seven comes around and knocks me out, right? <laughs> <laughs> Something stupid. We can't afford um, to buy taco meat anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that was one. Two. I wanted to find an, a reason, or I wanted a reason to hang out with my friends more because you guys are all awesome, right? And so, like we've talked about, how often do you and I pick up the phone and call each other? We, you know, I'll text you on your birthday. Yep. You know, or something crazy happens in baseball, we might text. But, yeah. it, and that's life, unfortunately, is sometimes, you know, you just, you have your life. <laughs> yep. Right? So if I can, if I can get uh, an hour and a half or two hours of your time once every, you know, two, three months, whatever that may be, and what we just shoot idea. the shit, you know, like, let's Dude, go. That it, right? Who gave you the advice to do it, though? Like, did someone say, hey... Because I'm just like, that's so uh, that's so smart. I mean, who, who, I, I, this just talking to you, I'm like, man, I feel like I've been talking to you for 10 minutes. It's been over two hours now in, in, <laughs> in 10 minutes. Who, who gave you that advice to do this? And, but give me number uh, three first. And number three was to chase this passion. Right to to make this a thing, because as you've mentioned a couple times, right, the amount of times in my life people have told me you should do something with your voice. Amen, brother. Is yeah, uh, yeah. It's immeasurable. I couldn't I couldn't put that down. I couldn't put a, a number to paper, right, from random people at a gas station when I when I used to say like I'll take a Copenhagen straight, they'd be like, whoa. Um, to 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 Perry, rest in peace. <laughs> Perry, what <Yeah>. the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> to, to fucking Perry Ford, right? Um, yeah, like it's just it's been a lot. It, everybody has told me do something, and it's like, all right, well, I didn't want to just do something. I I wanted to find some. I wanted to have something that had a purpose behind it, and that didn't just seem like I was doing something to do something because if i was just doing something to do something i wouldn't be passionate about it i wouldn't be um like you said purposeful about it and have the determination to like try and make it a thing and so yeah you know i i I have a buddy down in arizona who started one bennett and yeah ben and you know he's he's a good kid 
Um, I shouldn't kid. call him a Good kid. kid. That, that he's just he's always going to be a kid to me because when I was growing up, there he was just my brother. Justin, and Justin's just like a total man. I'm like, I, I can't ever get over that. Yeah, he's a fucking monster now, right? Jeez. Um, and so, yeah, like seeing him do that and realizing, God, it's Jeff. Like you, you have. You've been so afraid to like go take that step. It's not that hard. Like you can do it. Like just buckle down and do it. And then it was just getting over the anxiety of turning this thing on. Yeah. Because there was a ton of it. Really? I'm being honest. Wow. 100%, dude. Like just being judged by people and talking about shit that. Um, how does it feel? How, hey, how do you feel as it stands right now? Super happy. Like, good for you. I'm so happy to be like doing this with you guys, right? And doing it yeah. with my friends, right? Because I, again, like my friends are awesome from a variety of reasons. Like you guys are all loyal. Um, I know no matter what, like we're always going to be good, right? But at the same time, you've all lived like incredible lives. And like if I can find a way to like champion the shit you guys are doing, and whether that's as a parent, professionally, personal you name it right like let's let's go right it's not about me all the all the time sorry i just burped um it's not about me all the time i know when you're burping um it's not about me all the time right so like if i can find a way to also like provide something for you to have an outlet to do what i'm doing right share your stories uh talk about like how hard it is to raise a kid on your own Talk about like finding that person in the most unexpected way and creating this fucking awesome family unit. That's that's a win win, in my opinion. And I don't give a shit if this fucking takes off. I I really don't. don't. And you know what? I know you don't. And that's why things are successful. Like your 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 purpose is in the right place. And that's what matters. I mean, just the fact that you said you just want to talk to your friend. If nobody listens to this, you and I got to talk. We got to talk and we haven't talked in, 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 you know, in this depth for years. And it's not that because there's anything wrong. It's just that we just didn't do it. And and why would we not do it? Uh, If that's what it takes, man, that's brilliant. I mean, I'm like, God, that's inspiring to me. But again, it doesn't surprise me that it's you. Uh, it doesn't surprise me that you wouldn't surprise me if uh, you took over Joe Rogan. It wouldn't surprise me. I'd probably could whoop <laughs> yeah, his ass. Right. Uh, uh, I don't know if I go that far. I saw a little no, thing on, on uh, Facebook that uh, Hell no. you got into it with some guy. I was like, eh, that's probably a guy you don't want to mess with. Uh, <laughs> but seriously, you are, listen, man, you're special. You're special. You're a leader. You've done special things in your life. And it, do, and it makes sense that you're at this point right now. You're doing this for your your own reasons and for, for reasons that are pure. And I think that's where what people want, you know. Uh, I know this. Uh, you're an interesting guy to me. I, I want to know what's going on in your life. I want to listen to this thing. I don't know who all these guys that you talk to, but I, I, la- I listen and I laugh. And I started following you today. I'm like, wow, I, don't, I didn't even know how to follow. I was like, why am I not following this? already right um, but I'm following it I'm gonna listen to it when I when I walk in the morning and uh, and laugh and then be able to get satisfaction out of hearing your voice and hearing your stories because there are so many stories you've told me in your life dude I just remember being like in college and like we would all tell stories right about yeah. what it was like in Fairmont or where it was like where the thing <laughs> in heck Ryan Island school and it's like you hear these stories and you care about it. You care about the stories. You care about the characters in the stories when it's somebody that you care about. And people care about you. So I care about Nick Dwyer. He's a good dude. All these guys I'm listening to, I'm like, Fuck yeah. I want to be friends with these guys because you are friends with them. And I'm like, I want to know them more. Uh, and, and, and I'm just thinking, you know what I was thinking the other day is, is I was like, I could, I could, I don't give a crap if, if you're, if this becomes big or not, I want it to be whatever you want it to be. But I'm like, I could, I could see this being huge for Jeff because he's so authentic. And anytime I hear his stories, 
I want to be a part of it. I want to just, and I don't know. I don't want to be a part of it. I want to listen to it. And I want sure. to laugh. There's so many stories you told me. I was like, what? You went to SDSU one time and you got put on your knees and a cop kicked you in the back of the, uh, <laughs> you had a case of beer and you were at Augustana at the time and you didn't tell me, you know, and I'm like, what is he talking about? But, but it's so much fun being a part, listening to it and knowing the person behind the story. And man, you, you, God, I'm so, I'm proud of you, dude. And, and appreciate and, it, brother. And I'm, I'm, I just, it's, it's, it's interesting. This whole podcast deal. It's just interesting to me. I just know this. You got a lot of good things to say and keep saying them. Thank you. Yeah. And it's, you know, for me, it's finding my voice and finding out like what I want to say. Right. So that's, that's the, the other part of this journey is making sure like what I have to say fucking has some weight. And you, you, you know what? You're going to inspire me and you know what I'm going to do? What's up? <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm literally going to audition to try to be a DJ for 60s on six on Sirius XM radio. Perfect. Do it. And it's because of you. That's your genre. Hey, 60s or 70s on six. Grateful Dead. Uh, Channel that always struck me as like weird. What? <laughs> I shouldn't say weird, but you always had like a, uh, a different taste in music than everybody else. <laughs> a different. And not in a bad way. No, like you know, listen to I good, know. you listen to good fucking music. It's yeah. just it wasn't what we were all listening to, right? And you know we'd go from, you know, uh, my room just I had you know fucking corn, Deftones, Tool, Rage, like on fucking hundred, right? And then you go down to to Ryan's room, and he's listening to gangster rap. Yeah. And then you go down to to your and Ted's room, and it's fucking Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young. Yeah. I mean, all that old shit, and I. Yeah. But it was good. Like I'd, yeah. I'd be sitting there jamming. I'd be like, all right, hey, yeah, I can hey, get into this. I probably didn't tell you this, but in 2006, I was living out in LA, okay. And in 2006, I went nice. I went and saw Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young on their, gosh, what tour was that? Freedom tour. You know, all those hippies are just they hate America, but whatever. I love yeah. music, and uh, uh, Neil Young is he was my dude he still is but i'm, I'm a little yeah. mad at him right now but uh he gets up and he they start playing keep on rocking in the free world and he right. is i mean going as hard as he can i i have goosebumps thinking about it right now and he he was ripping so hard he broke the strings on his guitar he took his guitar off in mid-concert threw it out into the stands wow, i was shit. like neil young i love you uh but that's what it was. It was, it was, it was, you, you, you nailed it. It was gangster rap, you know, like Dre and Snoop and Tupac. And then yours, yeah. you, we still, we had that in yours, but, but yours was like what you just called it. Uh, those, those guys, like you knew what you were going to get. And then you knew what you were going to get with us. And, and I feel like Absolutely. everybody for like respected it, except for that one night where Ryan and I got into a fight <laughs> with, uh, about corn. And, and just, we rocked each other. And I just remember thinking, what are we, why are we doing this to each other? It hurts. It hurt. You know? I mean. Oh, that's great. That's great. That's, that's a, that's a, that's a. That's I jogged a, my memory. Man. Like, that's part of this too, right? It's like, there's so many things that, that I've, that we've just forgotten. Uh-huh. Right? And so it's, you know, hanging out with your friends and like telling these stupid stories you're just gonna jog your memory and remember all the stupid shit we did so yeah that's why i want to do this man well yeah i'm proud of you dude and and man i'm so happy to know that you're i can tell this i've talked to you at places in in your life looking back and i can just tell i know by the deep ass tone of your voice but i can tell i can tell you're happy and that's what matters. yeah yeah, man. That, yeah. That's what matters. And you know what? Man, that makes me feel happy. Uh, God, dude, you're, you are, uh, it's going to be fun. It's going to, I want to, who, who, I want to know this. Who's the next guest on the, on the, on the podcast? Uh, it's another Ross. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So it's Dwyer's cousin. Ross, his last name is Bielieski. Bielieski. Uh, Bielieski. So, 
he, a he's a cool cat and he's a good I friend. He is. Um, but his story is fucking wild and interesting too. He uh, he was a he used to be a wedding dancer for an <laughs> entertainment company. Uh, now he owns the largest like wedding DJ entertainment company in Southern Florida. So like he just did Luke Combs' wedding. Wow. Brooks Kep Brooks Kepka's wedding. Um, you know, he's tied into all these big wigs down there and I mean he is fucking killing it. He's just That's killing good for it. him, dude. What what what's it, his name again? Ross, Ross. Bilieski. And I hope I hope he just keeps killing it. Good for him, dude. Uh, and he will. Because yep. it's he he found what he was passionate about, like entertaining people, having a good time, and he turned it into a business, man. He is a business, if that makes I'm any business, sense. You know what man. I'm saying? All right. Hey, right. Here, here's what I need to know. I need important I got important questions for you real quick. Fire. Favorite song of all time. <sighs> I can't do one. Favorite band of all time? Oh, God. The band I was most in love with, like, obviously was Korn. But if I had to, like, go back now, it's Rage. Against Rage, Machine. man. Yep. Okay. Now take and me And so, to like, I had, I had tickets to their concert. They just canceled their tour, and I have never been more heartbroken. Man. Okay. All right. Um, what's your favorite food, Jeff? Pizza. <laughs> Thin crust. From where? From where? Jake's Pizza. Jake's Pizza. What, why Minnesota. is it Jake's Pizza? What's so good about Jake's Pizza? It's a lot of nostalgia. I, I understand that. It's a lot of nostalgia. It's just what I grew up on is good pizza, for one. Thin crust. Love it. Um, but then it's just a lot of nostalgia, right? It takes you back to, like, when you're young and dumb and stupid and didn't have a care in the world. <laughs> okay. Next question. Freshman year, we're in Joplin, Missouri. We're playing Dallas Baptist back when they were an NA, <laughs> NAIA team. You better answer this the right way. Finish the sentence. What pitch was that? Who? No, oh, here, I'll better better question. Okay. Who was pitching when the question was asked? What pitch was that? Jake TG was pitching. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The ball went <laughs> roughly 787 feet um, over like 40 hey, foot it tall trees. It's got a tree down. I saw it happen. The whole tree <laughs> got sawed down. Fucking and this guy was a monster. I mean, he hey, hit that ball. Played I've the big never seen it. The guy played the big leagues for the freaking Twins. Did he really? Yes. What was his Holy name? Holy shit! Oh, hey, but what did he say? Hey, here's what I remember: playing shortstop, and I remember it being hit. I'm like, oh my lanta! And it was it was just the beginning of spring. It hit that tree yep. beyond the fence, and yep. it, the whole tree just shook, and it was loud wood. Yep. It sounded like he hit a bat again. And uh, guy Jake, on deck. The, guy, the guy crosses home plate, and he says, so one of his teammates goes, what pitch was that? He goes, who gives an F? doesn't matter. Gone. It's fucking He gone. goes, who gives an F? <laughs> gone. I'm like, that is the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. I mean, we knew instantly. Gone. Things are, this, is a, this is a rough situation for us. We, I think we ended up losing like 14 to 2. Yeah, I mean, they, 10 to 4, I think it was. They, those guys were solid. Dallas Baptist they murdered us. Hey, and, and the dude that hit it was in the he played in the big leagues for the Twins. I'm, I'll, I'll remember yeah. that name, and then you can. Yeah, we got to look that up. Insert it into the next uh, podcast of yours. All right, I got other questions for you. Um, your favorite baseball mo favorite baseball memory, yours. Just of all, like of all, what when I say your favorite baseball memory, what is it? Your play when you, uh, you involved as a player. Uh, when I was involved as a player, um, <laughs> I just don't give a shit about like my career. That's that's part okay. of the problem. Your right? favorite memory, um, whatever comes to mind. It probably was like senior year of high school, Legion. Uh, we were playing the number one team in state. I had already pitched seven innings. I had six left in the tank, um, and this team was. Lights out, and McCabe was at the game. What? Uh, I, pit, I pitched the first five innings, no hit ball, struck out 11, went out what? to right field. Dwyer came in in relief for an inning, and then I came in in the seventh to close it out and struck out three more. And I went four for four with, like, eight RBIs that game. Scholarship in hand. Yeah, he's like, 
can't wait to see you in September. <laughs> wow. And Dwyer yeah. came in and, and piddled a little bit, huh? Yeah, he was, my, he was like the relief for like two innings, and that was like the section championship and or something who, along who that. Who was it against? To get to the section championship. Eagle Lake. So it was like Mankato East. They were the Suck big dog. Eagle Lake. Yeah, they were the big dog in southern Minnesota that year. All right. Um, yeah. Your, your worst sports memory of all time or most embarrassing Oh, embarrassing. Embarrassing or probably, probably no. I don't necessarily. No, it, no. It's so embarrassing and worst is going to be the same. Um, it was our it was state tournament our senior year um, in football, and we were like number two in state, and we were playing Northfield, who beat us the year before, and they were number four in state, and. First play of the game, I have to block down on the fucking tackle. And, I mean, this guy, like, I go down to hit him. And, I mean, I don't know if they were on steroids or not, um, but it was like I ran into a steel wall, and he just, like, threw me aside like the little bitch that I was. <laughs> and I, I think he went in and, like, immediately smoked uh, smoked the fullback on the option give. And it was just – I was like, God damn it. Like, in our – line coach was yelling at me i was super pissed and we just got fucking we got beat the fuck up that game yeah, boat race, and, huh? yeah I, I mean it wasn't a boat race i think we lost like 24 17 but you just got your butts kicked physically they were it was the first game in four years and it was our last where we realized okay we aren't the toughest people on the planet um there are Man. bigger humans out there yeah that's best, probably it Two more, because I this is I. What's your best memory of Augustana? Like, whatever comes to your mind, being at Augie. I mean, there's a hundred, right? Like, dude, honestly, like my most cherished are just like the random nights where we're sitting in. Excuse me, um, we're sitting in like it's honestly it's probably your room playing Mario Kart or fucking Bond. Oh. Welcome like, to Mario. Oh man, Mario Kart. It's a me, Bond. Mario. I'm it's gonna a me, win. Mario. I'm a Mario. It's a me, a Mario. I'm a Luigi. I'm gonna win. Like, um, those, those are the good ones, right? Like, just it could have been any given night. Just sitting there, hanging out with the boys, just chilling, right? Um, you remember going out on on Sunday nights with? Uh, we'd go to Alex, spelled A L I C K apostrophe S. We'd go to mm-hmm. Alex, Ted. Had Jay Kirsch's uh, fake fake ID. We he would run in like he was McLovin, and he'd roll up and get two forties. So he had yep. ten forties. <laughs> he'd buy ten forties of Mickey's, <laughs> and we went and crammed in the back of his. We went and crammed in his little Chevrolet, whatever the hell that thing is. I oh, feel like yeah. that's the official Minnesota car of the early nineteen nineties. Uh, hell yeah! Uh, uh, she- what was that? Uh, what was it? What car? What was the name of that car, Jeff? Chevy Cavalier. No, it was not. Wasn't a cat? Was it a Cavalier? I feel like I it was. It was a Cavalier. Oh, uh, okay. I'll go with Cavalier, but I was like like the XLT or something. But we would, we would, we. I took a girl on a date in that car. By the way, I was like, Ted, can I borrow your car? <laughs> <laughs> but but we would oh. go out on Sunday nights, and we'd all you me. Ryan, Andy, and Ted, we'd get 240s, and we would go hard for 15 or 20 minutes. And we were always so interested what the, the bottom of the Mickey's cap said. Oh, well, hey, that's your fortune. And then we would right. slug those things for 15 minutes and listen to, it's Hell yeah. just a little crush. Uh, and then we'd go back <laughs> to the dorms. And I, and I remember us one time walking in to the dorms on a Sunday night and, and – uh, it was like nine o'clock in, in one of the RAs, whatever, like, have you guys been drinking? And we're like, no. Like, shut is up, that Todd. Bad? Yeah, Sunday, Sunday night. Uh, but man, those were those were good, good times. Dude. One of my one of my favorite memories. So I gotta amend that if I have to go down to a specific one. Uh, we just got done with like a uh, a weekend doubleheader or, you know, quad header, whatever you want to call it against some team. And, you know, we're broke as shit. Right. And so you, 
I, I can't remember if it was you or Ross, like called your mom or dad and asked for like five bucks on your ATM card so you could go get a get a double whopper with cheese at Burger King, right? Oh, and you, and me. you get it. It was me. Okay, it was, it was you. I thought it was you. Um, you get it. You get back to the house. You put it on the coffee table, and my dad and I are standing in the kitchen. And Wyatt runs up and eats the whole Whopper in the wrapper. <laughs> You're just like, God damn it, Wyatt! Dude, I was so I was pissed. devastated. <laughs> I was devastated. I couldn't believe that dog did that to me. I was like, I, Hey, you know what? He did it to a sub sandwich one time. And, and and I I'm like why do I keep getting burned this way, you idiot! If you leave it on the table, it's gonna get handled. And and I remember the sub sandwich. I brought us. I can't remember like where I got the sub sandwich, but I was so excited to eat it. And I came back and there was a big old like it was cutting you know halves and like one of the halves like had like a an eighth left. And I'm like, gosh, Wyatt, please. Uh, I, I My do dad remember even that. laughed I remember that very well. Hey, and I remember this. The last story we'll, we'll tell about the Moon Tower. I remember this. Christmas break. There were two scenarios. Christmas break of our junior year. I was working at this place called Volens Racket and Sport. Do you remember Ryan and I used to have to have a job? My parents yeah. were like, we need a little extra money. Uh you know, you gotta have you gotta have a job I'm like what, you got to make what fifty bucks for a day. So right. they were just trying to teach us hard work. And uh, I go to work. I'm the only one left for for winter break. Okay. And oh no, it was Dun Ryan Dunleavy and I. And I leave before Dunleavy. So it was it's South Dakota. You don't it's cold, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, I go in there. And I and I'm hungry before I go home, and I and I want to I want to eat something. And there's a bag of chips on the on the stove in the moon tower, and I'm like, oh, I'm just gonna eat Lay's potato chips. So I walk into the to the, the living room, and I turn the TV on, I put my hand in there, I start eating some chips, and I look, and I'm like, right there on my little finger, I'm like, what the hell is that? I'm like, that looks like a brown moist turd. And I'm like, no, no way. I look into the Lay's bag. A little mouse was looking right at me when I looked oh, in. Shit. I dug my hand in there. I was eating chips that a mouse had been just laying in. Oh, and I God. look into this bag of chips, and, and there, was a, there was a case of bush light. We used to do that. You remember this? Replaceables? Oh, yeah. Had those replaceables. Returnables, yeah. Case of returnables, whatever. And I'm like... That poor little mouse, and I'm not going to say what his fate was, but that bag ended up <laughs> underneath that 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 case, and then my boot went on top of it. And then I'll say this, and I and I left, and I was like, "Ugh, gross! A mouse pooped on my on my finger." Hey, and then and then I left, and I I had, everything was fine. It was still like 72 degrees in the house, or it was yep. the, the temperature was. Hey, yeah. And then we come back from we come back from Christmas break. And it looked like Home Alone, scene from Home Alone. The, yeah. the 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 basement was just flooded because, and you know, you know how Ryan figured it out. Ryan and I got back there first, and Ryan goes into the bathroom. He's got to go to the bathroom. But he's got to go, you know, take a leak. Right when we walk in the house, he goes into the downstairs bathroom right by the the, the where we used to park. He starts peeing. He's like, it started spraying back at me. <laughs> he was peeing onto a piece of ice. And it was just coming all back at him. Yeah. And yeah. we walked downstairs. Pipes were bursted. Water everywhere. In yeah. Reed's house. Yeah. Well, and that wasn't Dunleavy. That was fucking Oakland. The smartest one of us. Yep. Just turn the heat off in the middle of winter. Unbelievable. God. Unbelievable. All right, brother. Yep. Well, I've taken up a ton of your time tonight. Oh, and I am yeah. forever grateful for that. And... Uh, I just want to say, dude, love you so much. Thanks for jumping on this. Um, thanks for thanks for catching up. God, I, yeah. I cannot wait to do this again because yeah. just a thousand stories we can fucking we can share. So hey, yeah, I'm not. I don't love you. I'm in love with you. Okay, I want you to know <laughs> that. All right, I want you to know that. You mean the world to me, and then your family, same. 
dude, let's 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 get this figured out moving forward. And 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 I'm man, oh, yeah. dude, I, let let hey, I'm so happy to be on this thing, and and uh, I know it's gonna be big. And and you know what? Just thank you. I appreciate everything you've ever done for me. Same, same, brother. Same, same. All right, dude. dude. Well, um, hey. yeah. So yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for tuning in. I appreciate it. Uh, it means the world to me that people are list- actually listen to this. Uh, shockingly, um, yeah. If you can like, share, subscribe, rate, review, leave a comment, all those good things. If you can't, it's okay. I can't either. So yeah. Uh, until next time, everybody be good and uh, thanks for checking it out. Peace.